Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. St. Patrick's Day in Dublin. Oh my God, yes! the most fun that I have ever had. I mean, me and Dozza had 48 hours in Dublin over St. Patrick's weekend. And I'm telling you something, the Irish know how to party. How are you, how are you feeling? Well, I, well, we got back on Saturday afternoon. So actually I've had, I slept for 12 hours on Saturday night. I slept for 11 hours last night. So I feel fine. It's Monday morning. I feel great. I've been to the gym, but the ha- I mean, the, they, they like, they were drinking Guinness at like nine o'clock in the morning. I mean, we, all, God, we were I like walking it. to breakfast and I was just like, wow, they're, they're, everyone's dressed up in green. Do you know what? A lot of Irish people that follow us on Instagram are messaging going, don't judge us because St. Patrick's weekend in Dublin is not a reflection of like how, the, you know, it, it's quite gimmicky. What those people don't realise is Zoe will love that. I fucking loved it. She will be judging, but in a good way. <laughs> It was so brilliant. We caught up with so many mates, but also Dozzle was playing in the England Ireland Legends game on Friday night at Donny Donnybrook, which is a stadium somewhere in Ireland, yeah. somewhere in Dublin. He scored the try that won the game. Like bearing oh in mind, he's a God. forward, so he never scores, and he hasn't played properly for like three or four years. And it was just such a magical moment. In fact, I had my like fangirl moment where I thought it was kind of like we were dating again, where I was in the stand, and he turned around, and he was like, I could see him, and he was going, "Where's Zoe?" And I was like, "I'm." here I ran down to the gate part between the pitch and the seats and he jumped up and kissed me and then the crowd went way and then he shouted back what's your name and they loved it and it was brilliant oh it was my great. god I oh my god weekend. I love it oh. how are you how are you yeah I'm good I'm really yeah. good we had a nice weekend we um we went out on Saturday night for a friend's birthday, which was really fun. Lovely. And then on Sunday, normally we go out for Mother's Day. But this year I was like, do you know what? I actually don't want to. Like, I just want to stay at home because yeah. like, I, every Monday I come on this podcast and go, we did this and we did that and da 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 And we're just really busy. So I wanted to stay at home. And we decided we would treat ourselves to sending the kids to bed early. And when I say <laughs> early, right, Gigi was in bed at five o'clock. Oh, wow, really? 5 p.m. We just had enough of her. And we were like, fuck it, let's send her to bed. Let's send her to bed and see what happens. I mean, Axel, the first thing is, it was 5.30 when Axel got into bed. And he went to us, it's 5.30. Why are you sending me to bed at 5.30? And James went, oh, it's because the clocks have changed. (laughs) 
<laughs> this morning he was like, is that the real time or is that the new time? Did he go to sleep straight away? And what time did he wake he went up? to sleep. He woke up at later than normal. Later. Wow. It, it, for us, we know if we send our kids to bed early, they wake up later. Yeah. And it doesn't, all the maths doesn't work out, but we can only do that once. Like we can't do that all the time. No. It wouldn't work. But you know, one, one odd little treat now and again, like sending them to bed really early. Yeah. But also at the wonderful. end of a really long weekend and exactly. you guys always rag yourselves at the weekend yeah. and they're exhausted from the week. Exactly. Like it is yeah. actually really lovely. In fact, ours were in bed last night at 6.30 and they were sound asleep as well. And we just literally went right next door and went, got into bed and both of us were completely fast asleep at quarter past eight. So nice. So that would really? be my mother's day tip actually is to tell your kids that's the day the clocks change such a great idea god you're there wise. we go yeah every mother's day from now now on <laughs> i'm gonna say i remember the clocks change on mother's day <laughs> remember that you have to go to bed an hour early how are you managing talking because you sound like you've nailed the uh, train tracks how are they no they're not good they're really painful it's like i've got razors in my mouth um uh, i mean no i'm not enjoying life with them but oh. what can i do i can't take them out so i'm gonna i'm there. gonna tell you something you've had them in for what 10 days yes it'll be two weeks on thursday yeah you've literally probably got a week to go being honest yeah. and then you won't even feel them because your mm. whole mouth is toughening up now it, you'll yeah. be okay yeah, 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 yeah. you got through yeah. the worst bit i mean i sort of want to go and have some sort of lip flip not gonna lie so what, my you feel like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I'm moving my mouth in a different way and I don't want like the lines because I move do you know do you know what I mean? I know I totally listening, understand. you might not know what I mean. Okay, but if you look at how I speak on Instagram, I feel like I don't know, anyway, we'll see what we can do. Alice Hart well, uh, Alice Alice Hart Davis, I'll be giving <laughs> you a call to find out. If there's any little tweakment I can have. If you notice that Georgia's looking slightly plumper in the lip department over the next couple of weeks, you'll know she's done it. She's done <laughs> yeah, it. I've gone for it. I've gone for You've it. You've gone for it. Um but listen, let's get into today's conversation because um we have we we, we we've really I don't know, I feel like every time we have the these chats something new comes up but for mm. me this was a debate and a conversation that I really really wanted to have and me I wasn't too. expecting it to be as full you know and and engaging and interesting as it was I mean yeah. the, the, the person that we, we had on today she talked about being honest but also she was so articulate really eloquent, really spoke from the heart, you know, very, very honest. And we covered all bases. I mean, going from one to two, hyperemesis. We also talked about, um, you know, the judgment about women going back to work and, you know, all the sort of gender imbalance. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I, and I think we have these conversations all the time, but sometimes people just basically come on and say what we've been wanting to say <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, you're going to enjoy this um, and we can't wait to get into it. We are chatting to the incredible Sarah Chapman. So joining us on the podcast today, fashion model, mom to Margot, baker, bookworm. Yeah, yeah, I just pulled that out the bag. <laughs> Her husband, Jim, has been on the podcast before. Let's welcome Sarah Chapman. How are you this morning? I'm really good, thank you. I think I'm the only person in my household that's not ill. I don't know if it's I'm pregnant with my second child. I don't know if you get like super immunity, but... My husband and my daughter are full of cold and I'm I'm feeling fresh. I'm feeling great. I love, love that it. as well. Although we were, we were talking about this before we pressed record this morning that we, we do think that sometimes the men go down slightly harder than the women. I, I would strongly agree. I, I think <laughs> even actually with the boys and the girls in the house, like not even the adults, the kids is exactly the same. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's just yeah. one of those things, isn't it? They take it a lot harder than we they do. They do. Also hangovers, Sarah. Like I know you're not getting drunk at the moment because you're pregnant, but you know, it does Does Jim suffer back, like worse than you? He, do you know what? He actually doesn't really go out drinking that much. So right. he loves a drink, but he doesn't. He, doesn't really get drunk so I'm yet to see like there's only been three or four terrible hangovers but they are they are bad if he's unwell he won't go to the doctors so before Christmas he got strep throat and hand foot and mouth off my daughter my Ooh. daughter's on antibiotics and I was like well if she is you probably need it as well and he was convinced he was like no I can fight it off I'm I'm older, I'm fit, I'm strong. I was like, I don't think there's some things you just can't fight off. Yeah. By the time he got to the doctor, the GP was like, gave him, he kind of told him off a bit and was like, 
you should have come a week ago. You're really oh, sick. Really? <laughs> oh, like, my God. around the house. Like, oh. I didn't know adults could get hand, foot, and mouth. Does, is it the same? have it in the same way as... as oh, right, like, yeah. symptoms, but if I remember, I think he had, like, little spots on his hands and, on his, and like, yes. little ones on his tongue, but it wasn't quite as bad as her. Yeah. But it definitely had the same as her. She's there on antibiotics, and he's like, I can fight it off. Like, you definitely can't. <laughs> this, this, this sounds quite similar. When my husband got COVID, when Doz got COVID for the first time, he was literally in bed. I mean, pouring sweat, you know, going through sheets, changing clothes. And I was really worried about him. And he was just lying there for days and days on end being like, no, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, it's not going to be okay. And this is the, the, the age old conversation. I mean, it was okay, but it, it might not have been okay where men push it so long and then they, they don't go yeah. and get any, any help. You know, it's like, you've already told us, Sarah, that you've made a secret appointment for your husband this morning. Jim's going I for did, the I did, I <laughs> did. Did he say the doctor around me? And I was like, oh, did, did they? How funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Someone may have called at 8 a.m. and said that you said that you needed some antibiotics. I wonder who that was. Wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I love that from you. Oh my God, I love it. Sarah, let's start the podcast by saying a very, very massive congratulations because you are currently pregnant with baby number two. Um, how are you feeling? How's the pregnancy? been so far do you know what so with my daughter I had really severe pregnancy sickness I had hyperemesis and I was so unwell I look back at pictures of my pregnancy and I my face was gaunt I was just because I was vomiting all day I was like a skeleton with a with a bump whereas this time around I've barely been sick it was it was a bit rough the first two or three months and then I've been fine I think I knew so I'm having a little boy and I think Oh. My husband and I guessed about two or three weeks in because he was like, this is odd. Like, I can open the fridge without you vomiting. Whereas with my daughter, I could be like out in the garden and he'd open the fridge and I'd smell and it. you could smell it. God, that's so puke. interesting, isn't it? Did you put, did your like really bad, obviously, sickness the first time around put you off going for a second child? I get asked, I get asked this all the time because when I had my daughter, I was quite open about pregnancy sickness because there, mm. there was a moment where genuinely I it's this weird thing where you think I can't I can't go on and you yeah. love this child dearly like you do want them but you're you think there's I've got no choice but I have to terminate I've got to get out of this because you're just all day every day puking and um I I kind of forgot and when we said let's should we go for a second I forgot and then as soon as I saw the positive pregnancy test it was like I went Panic. oh my god yeah what are we gonna do and I went into like action mode so my mum came up filled the freezer with food we like called around our friends and so everyone like all of our close friends knew I was pregnant about two days after I did because I said like we've got a neighbor who's got a little boy the same age as my daughter we see each other all the time and so I told her like hours after I knew and I said if I'm sick like with my daughter I was bed bound but majority of my pregnancy was really unbearable and I thought I don't know what I'm gonna do I wasn't really concerned about myself I was just thinking how will my child eat? How will she, like, obviously my husband can do it, but he can't do it all for nine months. So I'm thinking how sh- how will we manage? So I actually made this action plan. My mum came up, cooked things for my daughter. My friend was on standby. Like, I can make play dates. We can do this. And like three, four weeks passed. And I was like, it's fine. It's, it's oh manageable. God. And do they think that's the difference between, because you, you just told us that you're having a little boy this time around. Do they think that's the difference between the boys and the girls? Yeah. For, in you, I, I for you. Some, well, it was for me. I think for some people, so they think, without going too political, I think this is a lot of the case with illnesses that only happen to women. It's kind of under-researched. Yeah, they haven't exactly, yeah. They don't really know. Um, they're pretty sure it's genetics. So my mum had it, but my mum had it worse with my brother than she did with me. Okay, Odd. okay. Um, but they do say they think that it's the female hormone that makes it worse. So I guess perhaps that might explain why it was worse with worse with my daughter but I think there's no rhyme or reason really you know when you say like it's so under-researched it is actually mind-boggling that something that can cause you to be bed-bound for the best part of a year Mm. they just put down to oh that's just sometimes just a part of pregnancy that's mm. just a, yeah. actually when you think about it any other cause like that where that would mean you were bed bound for a year it's so crazy and the drugs they don't no one's kind of because eventually you do need yeah. medication i did i'm not sure if this also helped me this time around i did take med take medication 
I was a bit sick, so I kind of, I think I took it partly as a precaution because mm-hmm. I thought I want to make sure my daughter's okay. So I had a very low dose and I really pushed for it. But with my daughter, I don't think I got medication until I was about four months pregnant. And I, I, I honestly, I hadn't, I was really dangerous. I'd lost about 10 kilos. I was so dangerously <sighs> underweight. Wow. And it was, we went to the hospital and because it was COVID, this was my daughter, because it was COVID, um, they were, we had a really lovely midwife and she was like, you really don't want to be here. If you don't, if you can avoid it, is there any way you can take liquids? I don't have to put them on a drip. If you can manage liquids, but not solids. So I was having like, is it Complan? You know, that they give like lick smoothies, but with. Right. Okay. And, and yeah. I was having stuff like that. And I was like being looked after by my husband at home. But I remember being at the hospital and I was so ill. I couldn't even really like advocate for myself. And Jim was just like, give my wife drugs. <laughs> yeah. Even still, I don't really know what to do. It is um, crazy. Sarah, you mentioned, you said quite a powerful statement a couple of minutes ago about, you know, how how dark it got for you, that you were, you know, it may be in your sort of unrational mind thinking, I can't carry on, I've got to terminate. How How bleak did it get and how long did that period go on for? So the worst moment, and again, it was it was COVID, so I couldn't see anyone. It was we were isolating, so it's just me and my husband. But I fit, I was FaceTiming my mum every day, and like I mentioned before, my mum suffered with it, so she really, really understood. And there was a day I was lying on our bathroom floor because it was really cold from the tiles, and I was lying there face down, so I had my forehead on the cold tiles, and I sobbed. And I called I called my husband and I said, I want I either need to die. Or this child needs to die. I can't. I can't carry on. And he was there saying, "Don't be so ridiculous. You're such a drama queen." Like he was being supportive, but he was also kind of like, "No, pull yourself together. It's it's really fine." Bit of tough love. Yeah. yeah. He, like, don't get me wrong. He was so supportive, but I think if you don't understand, you must. It must have just thought like, "What on earth?" And I called my mom, and bless her, broke her heart because she couldn't come to see me. And my mom was like, "I really get it." I mean, when. My mum was pregnant with my younger brother. I was, she was so sick. I was, I was shipped off to live with my grandparents for, I think, a month because she mm. couldn't get out of bed and she couldn't care for a two-year-old. So I lived yeah. with my grandparents for a month and my, my dad was obviously at work. And so she really got it, but it was, it was bleak. And then I think I got some medication, slowly started to just feel like I could do something. And I think I just lay on the sofa kind of it was like I just need to survive or just survive and then after by about six months it kind of it like passed enough that I was like enjoyed the pregnancy but it Mm. was um very very dark does that sort you know that sort of extreme sickness during pregnancy really affect your I guess your view on motherhood because I could I mean I had a really good pregnancy and so my my biggest fear was the birth the birth the birth the birth what's it gonna be like what's gonna be like and actually it was fine and and I she smashed it oh yeah I sort of felt like it you know it put me in a good place to start because obviously when you go, when you become a mum, it's like a huge change. But if you're already feeling depleted, how, how does that feel when then you're, then you're like depleted and then you're straight into this new role that you have no idea what you're doing? Yeah. I don't know. Like for me, and I know some people like this is such a cliche, but genuinely all I ever wanted in my whole life was to be a mum. I was one of those girls at like 12, 13 that was like, I wanted to play with the little girls. I want, I had dolls. I just wanted to be a mum. I love being a homemaker. And like, if I have friends or anyone that comes into my house, there's always a cake that's been baked. My, it's very like, who bakes a bit it? Old fashioned. Me, always. Oh, God. I love, I just love, like, if you come to my house, there's right. a full fridge. I'll cook. I just, that's oh, how when I When like are we coming to... round, Sarah? This sounds yeah, amazing. Oh, I love it. But, but that's like how I, Oh, that's, that's lovely. For me. Mm. So I think, I think for me, I hit that point and I was just like, this is my life's purpose. But I was very weak. I think, so my husband and I, we, I express fed, sorry, I expressed milk really yeah. early on, which a lot of people are like, don't do that because they will affect your breastfeeding. And but there was no other way because I, I had to sleep in the spare room two weeks and not do it I barely did a single night because I just had to catch up because I was so weak and then I was like I can eat again and and then then I was tagged back in but I 
it was we kind of had no choice. W- was it a light switch moment? Moment. So when baby was born, did the sickness stop immediately? So I actually vomited the whole way through my labour. I was oh Jesus Christ! I was, <laughs> I was given so my my daughter was stuck and um, she couldn't move, and her head was. And I'm showing you because you can see me, but. For, for people that are listening, my daughter, her kind of a neck was kind of stuck at an angle. So she stopped moving. So I was induced. And I'd, it was like two days long I'd been induced. And then I started vomiting. And I like rang the bell and called the midwife and said, and because I've been sick for nine months, I was really used to it at this point. It wasn't a big deal. So I, I just called the midwife and said, could you just give me a bucket? Because I'm just going to be a bit sick. And um, she came over and said, you're a centimetre dilated. Have you not have you not felt any labour pain? Said, no, not felt anything. So in I actually felt no pain throughout labour because I vomited so much that I was focusing on the vomiting. And it was so bizarre that the whole way through and then I was given an epidural because they said we have to try and block out they thought perhaps it was pain that was making me vomit. So I was given an epidural really early on. So they're like, We we need to stop this lady from vomiting because she just wouldn't it was out of control. Oh my god! Wow! Oh my god! I've never ever oh, heard. Yeah, no, that. me neither. Yeah, it was really. But I often vomit if I'm if I like hurt if I'm in pain or if I've hurt myself or like I'll, if I get a migraine, I'm very vomity. It's I think it's an odd thing that my brain does to almost block out pain. I'll just vomit. I when I vomit, I literally sound like one of those foxes in the night being dragged off to have sex with another fox. You know, like when you go like. It's like, ah, like I absolutely hate it. I would not be able to cope with it at all. You are an I incredible think person to have to this deal with this. This would be it. such a long chat about vomit. No, 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 no. They love they it. They love so it. Much it. They do. They do love it. So they much do. to vomiting. Sorry, guys, if you're eating your lunch. <laughs> so you, so you've gone through, you've gone through the, the the labor. You had the epidural. Was was the rest? I mean, epidurals, by the way. I had one. One of the, no, the, the magic. Hell. Yeah, the magic, magic. things. They were just the yeah. best thing. How did you, like Georgia asked the question, how were you in those days, weeks after? You said you had to move down to the spare oh, room. It was, like a, it was like a light bulb came on. I was suddenly right. fine. I could eat anything. I could, like like I mentioned, if my if anyone opened the fridge, I would smell it. it. There was nothing that bothered me. Nothing. I was completely back to normal. The minute the minute she came out, I was completely fine. I was really oh, tired. God, amazing. So I had to like rest and recover because I was... Like I said, I lost a lot of weight. I only the only weight I put on was the baby because I just couldn't kind of keep really anything down. But then the minute she was out, I was absolutely fine. It was so odd. It's just like you put your fingers and you're fine. Do you know? I really love that you say that you the first two weeks you couldn't do any of the night feed and you took yourself to the spare room because ultimately, if you hadn't have done that. How would you have looked after your daughter? Like, oh, how would you have done that? Exactly. And I think if there's anybody listening to this who might be struggling with, you know, feeling dreadful after birth or whatever, then please, like, you know, listen, listen to that and and realise that you actually, do yeah. What I do, which is have a have a tearful because you get the hormones. Don't yeah. have a tearful. I can't do it because my husband and I would have an almost a back and forth for half an hour where I'd cry and say, but it's my child. I should be there. And he'd say, you're my child a waste of time to anyone <laughs> unless yeah. you sleep. And she's my child too. Get to bed. And we'd have this back and forth. And after maybe four or five nights, I stopped crying and just thought, he's a good dad. He's, yeah. This is what he, like, you know. Yeah. And also I think in the early days, there's not that much for men that they can do. And so I think it gave him a bit more of a purpose because he felt like I'd done it all. So he liked that he had this night shift and he could get involved and I could rest. We'll be right back after this short break. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry only on bluenile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab grown diamond bands, all hand finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. 
Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? So this leads us on quite nicely to a conversation that George and I want to have with you today. Um, and I'm just going to feed in your incredible top line of the article that you did with Grazia. So three months post baby, why doesn't anybody ask my husband who's looking after his child when he's at work? Can you just tell us a little bit about that? So it's just something I found really fascinating. So for anyone that's listening that doesn't know, although my husband has been on this podcast, so you may have yes. spoken to him before, my husband, <laughs> yes. Jim Chapman, and he, he and I both work kind of in the media sphere. I work as a model. My husband does YouTube and internet and writes. So we both have very flexible schedules, which is great for childcare because we share the load. And it means that often it's, it's not a traditional I work or he works, we share. Quite early on, I had a few maternity, like post, post-pregnancy jobs come up for modeling. And I went to my first casting and the casting, I can't remember how it came up, but the casting director, someone there said, Oh my gosh, you're Sarah Chapman. We've just had a baby and we were chatting. The casting director overheard. And then when I was chatting to her, doing essentially my, like an audition, and she said, I don't think you should be here. So why? You've got a baby, and I think that child needs you. And I think it's really bad that you you would be here. And like your child, those early days are so important for your child to bond. And she said, "Who's got?" And she said, "Who's got the baby?" So she's with her dad. She's also she's probably been asleep the majority of the time that I've been here. But she's with her dad. And it like got me thinking the more times, so many times I do stuff and people would, or, you know, I might do a podcast, say, obviously I'm with two mothers, so you wouldn't ask the question, but yeah. you might do something like this. And people would always ask me, who's got your daughter? Her dad. Or somebody that I've paid to look after yeah, exactly. my child. She, or you know what? She's not on her own. Yeah. yeah, like it, was yeah, it doesn't matter who she's with. Yeah, she's not on her own. It's I haven't left her at home. Thing. But, but even now, people will still people will still ask. You know, you go to you go to an event and you're there, and, and unless it tends to be like mothers don't ask other mothers, but people always say, "Who's got your daughter?" And I said to my husband, "No one ever asks you." Why does no one yeah. ever ask you if you're out at a late night event and it's 11 o'clock? Why does no one ever ask? Because they just assume that I have, but no one ever assumes that he does. It's always, well, where is she? This it's is fascinating. So it is. It is yeah, fascinating. It's just because we've moved on so much in society in so many different areas, but this thing seems to be something that mm-hmm. is just in us, like intrinsic. I think sometimes people say it and they don't even know what they're saying. They just kind of say it like, oh. such a shame and a stigma about it. Like my daughter goes to nursery two days a week. I think that's the first time that's been admitted out loud to the internet sphere that my daughter goes to nursery because I thought, I don't want to tell anyone because they'll be so mean to me on the internet because she's not two. Do you know, we didn't send her, and first I caveat this with, Childcare is so expensive at the moment. So yeah. I'm yeah. aware of how fortunate we are that this is a choice. It, I know for some people it's not a choice. So I, I'm so grateful for that. New sentence. My daughter goes to nursery because she loves other kids. We got to a stage where my husband and I were talking. She's only been for about a month. And we were going to like, she'd go to classes or she'd go to, you know, the local music class. She'd go to the park. She was just obsessed with 
being with other children. And we, we have friends and we go to play dates, but it just, it felt like it wasn't enough. And we said, should we try on a morning a week and see how she feels with the other kids? And she loved it. Of course she, of course she would. Thriving. Yeah. Every time we pick her up, I picked her up on, on Friday and they said, whenever they get anything out, like, you know, they get like the paints out, they said, Margot's my daughter. They said, Margot's the first in. She's so excited to, to see the other kids. And she goes in and she waves at her friends and she walks over. And, but equally, I felt like, shame that I should admit that because so many people are like oh you patch your child off to nursery you shouldn't do that you should still be mothering them it's nobody else's decision on when you send your child to nursery or to the childminder or to people don't batter an eyelid if you hand your mother you hand your child over to your mother or father for two days a week how lovely and how what a privilege it would be my mum lives in Kenya I have never had that my father you know there's nobody to look after my children unless I pay for it you know we've got two best mates down the road and they're incredible they might have them overnight but if me and Dolls want to have a life or get any work done, we have to pay for our childcare. I remember vividly, and I, we just wrote a little something for Grazia as well about leaving the mum guilt at the door and we're encouraging people to feel the same about me going back and doing a DJ gig three weeks after Luna was born. It was, you know, a really lovely money gig. I wanted to do it. We needed to financially. And there was so much hate online going, oh my God, where have you left your baby? Who's looking after your child? And I thought, I've just left her in the bin outside, actually. She's just, um, she's just jamming on the street on her own. She's with her dad. But did you see recently, it was everywhere on social media. It was, um, I don't know the, the specifics, but I've seen the picture of a politician that has his like infant child on his lap and he's holding, he's in parliament and he's like sat there in a suit holding the baby. And all these people are like, oh my God, what a great dad. He's brought the baby to work. And I was like, well, yeah, but what, what do you think mums are doing all day, every day? Or stay at home dads are like, why are we like, yeah, why is it a thing? What a great parent that you're multitasking. Or like, I just, I find... How difficult. That's really hard. I find the commentary on parenting and how people choose to parent honestly mind-blowing. I also find find it fascinating that you said that people messaged to say, you know, you're sending, well, you'd think that that's what they were going to do. You're sending your daughter off to nursery before she's two. Because actually, like, who has, who can not be working until their child is two like realistically not many people will not be working and ha- and be able to not send their child to, to nursery until well, no, they're hold two. on George be- hold on a second because it is you know people are now outwardly coming out and saying that they cannot send their child to nursery yeah. because it's too expensive so one parent has to stay at home but and that's what work. I'm saying so who can win like that's what I'm saying like ha- we can't win yep. because if we yep. are able to send them and get back to work we're damned and if we can't, we're like, oh, well, you know, you should be getting back into work and encourage. It, it's just, yeah. it blows my mind that people comment on that. Like, oh, you on get that. comments on, I mean, to see into another chat, we kind of discussed briefly before we went live. There's also the amount of commentary that you get on the internet about having a child. And I'm not going to go into whether you choose to show your child on the internet, if you've got followers and you chose to choose to show your child or not, that's a whole separate debate. I just think it's really odd that people have feel the need to give you opinions in such a strong way. And I, I really think, don't get me wrong, I've had people message me things before that are actually valuable and they can say it in a positive, kind way. Like I mentioned my daughter's um head was stuck when she came out mm-hmm. she actually needed physio and someone yeah. messaged me one lady messaged me and she was really sweet the way she said it was really sweet and she said I'm just a, this is my job I'm a trained child's physio and I've seen a few pictures it could be completely wrong because I've only seen a s- second snapshot but it might be worth getting a second opinion because she might need this and it turned out my, di- my daughter did need a few weeks of physio thank you to that lady yes but you get the opposite where my daughter is only started walking at 17 months and I cried and cried to my husband because the amount of people that messaged me saying, your daughter's, she must be, have you checked if she's autistic? Oh God. And that's not to, I wouldn't, I don't want that to come across as negative for children with like SEN. It, it doesn't. What I mean, it doesn't. I mean, why are you messaging me? I would sob to my husband and say, do I need to go and get her tested? Do we need to do more? Am I not helping her enough? And my husband said, 
what are you on about? She's fine. She talks. She just doesn't walk. She says, mummy, I want and, and chat. She just doesn't walk. That's not an issue. And my mum's there saying, I didn't, I know friends that didn't walk until their kids were 22 months. And, and I was so distraught. And there's people messaging. Honestly, I was get at one point I was getting it three or four messages a day. Oh, it, Sarah, it's really hard. Mind your own. It's yeah. really, yeah. really odd. So, so, this, so this, so me and Georgia started Made by Mummers. I don't know if you know this, Sarah, because we we felt the amount of judgment and hate online, the way that other parents made new parents, new old parents feel about their way of, of you know of parenting or what was happening to their to their child's development journey was so horrendous and made people feel so unhappy and so frightened and so alone. That's why we started this podcast and that's yeah, why yeah. we started Made by Mummers because. We are sick and tired of that language. And actually, you made a comment earlier on, which just really stuck with me that, um, you know, you didn't, I think it was something like, uh, it wasn't maybe other mothers that were commenting on online about, you know, you going back to work. That's all I ever, you know, if I ever get any hate, it, it, it is sadly from other mothers. And, you yeah. know, we're so lucky at Made by Mummers because our support and the amazing listeners that we have, we don't, this is, everybody in this space is, is alike, but there is still so much pointing fingers from other parents. And I don't understand why. It's really odd. Yeah, I just think there's also, there's a fine line, isn't there, between, like you say, somebody messaging you and offering you advice. It's actually really useful, which is amazing. Yeah. It's actually a great thing about social media is that, you know, you see other people's struggles. You can feel less alone. But I do think that you should only give advice when somebody is asking you. And I think that's yeah, the rule. Like yes. my, my rule that I always say, and it's my advice to anyone that's about to have a child is, You've got to just do you. And I always think, like, I mean, it's, I'm sure my husband touched on it on his podcast. He didn't have the nicest childhood. His dad was quite abusive. So parents like yeah. my, my husband's dad exclude, aren't included in what I'm about to say. But I think most people are just trying to be the best parent they can be. Yes. No one's trying to mess their kids up. We're all just trying to do a really good job and also have our sanity intact at the end of the day. So, if that's what if that's what works for you and you're happy, your child's happy, your child's healthy and everyone's sane and safe, you do you. So it's things like um like co-sleeping. My sister and brother-in-law, they still co-sleep. Jim and I moved my daughter into her own room quite early on. That's complete polar opposites of yeah. parents. But both our little girls are really happy. They're happy, they're healthy, they're safe. Their relationship as a couple is intact because that works for them. Jim and I, we like our evenings together. That works for us. Why would I wade into what they do and say, ooh, but, you know, it's just let them be. And this goes down, this goes to breastfeeding, bottle feeding, you know, anything that you can, everything during parenting, people have different opinions on and what works for one person, like you said, doesn't work for another parent. So how about we all start supporting one another's decision and make our parenting journey nicer? Yeah, exactly. If it's something that actually you think that could, did you know that could be harmful? By all means, let me know and say it in a way that's short, sharp. That could be harmful, that decision. Let it sit with me. I can go away and have a think and go, should I? Is that harmful for me to do that? And if I think, no, my daughter's still safe, cool. Let's, we all live our lives and you do you and I do me. And hopefully our kids don't come back and charge us for the therapy. <laughs> <laughs> they may need for whatever Oh, they're going to do that. They're going to do that. It's just <laughs> dropping the judgment, I think, isn't it, as parents? Because I think if you've, you know, struggled with sleep or whatever and you then feel like you've cracked it, when a friend is then struggling with sleep, you almost want to be like, I think I can help. I think I can help. I think I can mm. help. But I, yeah, I think it's just, it's got to be done without any judgment or any, you know, I think telling your story is fine and, you know, helping a little bit, but yeah, just drop. You can still get on. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like we all ask other parents have gone and been struggling with sleep. What did you do? But it's just the unsolicited, just so you know, I've done this for ages and you're doing it wrong. Like, okay, well, kids have survived for however many. We've all yeah. managed. We wouldn't be here if yeah. our generations before us didn't work it out. So I think we're fine. And guess what? Um, Margot's, she, she's walking. She's walking yeah, now, she's isn't walking. she? Yeah, she's walking. She's fine. There you go. She's very, 
She's a uh, tentative. She likes to hold hands when she walks. She can on oh, the me road, too. but she prefers to <laughs> hold hands. She's, very, she's quite tentative about it all, but she's absolutely fine. There you go. I love um, so let's move on um, to the piece of advice, because before we say goodbye to our guests, obviously you're very, very prepped with your products, but let's talk about your piece of advice that you would give to a new parent or a parent who's you know in the middle of their parenting journey and needs a bit of help. So my biggest advice is essentially what we've just said, which is you have to just trust your gut and trust your instinct because no one knows that child better than you and your partner and everyone's going to have a different opinion of what what you should do and how best to do it but even your parents my mum sometimes tells me things and I'm there like shut up that's not, yeah. not what I want to do and that's my own mum so you have to do yeah. do what works for you and feel confident and and stick with it and I yeah. think you also have to really trust in your bond. Obviously, there are people who's got you might be a single mom or you whatever your partnership is, but have a partner that you can also really trust in and make those decisions together and support each other because you are going to get so many people with conflicting advice, and you do need to just hold your nerve and hold your own and say, "This is no, this is what I'm doing. This is how I choose to raise my child." and and do that yeah. right. do you feel better prepped going into baby number two now you've got that attitude sometimes you know some days I think I'm so excited it's going to be so lovely and then other days I just think oh my god what the hell have I done <laughs> this is <gonna> be chaos <laughs> so, so I think we already know about chaos that, Sarah think, yeah you've done the hardest bit I think that's parenting the whole way through whether you have one or ten it's always chaos they know I was gonna say they say one is fun two's a zoo yeah and I think yeah that's a good zoo a zoo's good isn't it a zoo's fun we all we all go to the zoo we pay to go to the zoo but they can be yeah. a zoo together Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're right to feel a bit of anxiety around that. But uh, we always say that um, uh, the, the the biggest shock to our system was going from naught to yeah. one. You know, Definitely. it was like, this was, this was my perfect life. And now suddenly it's like, oh God, it's all utter carnage all the time. So you know about that. You're just going to... done it. Yeah, <laughs> done it already. You'll be fine. Yeah. And they're close together. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. they're very yeah. close together, yes. which also is a little chaotic, but we thought, just go for it, get on and jump in and hope for the best. Amazing. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, I'd like I was saying, you're very well prepped with your products. Um, so I don't, I don't know if you want to take us through your absolute five favourite parenting products. My daughter loves You and the Sheep. This one isn't so much for everyone. It's just for us. It's become her comforter. And um, she's just obsessed with it. We actually have four now on rotation. And because she, she sucks the ears... And they're really a bit gross when she sucks the ears. So I've now sewn ribbon <laughs> into the bottom of it so I know which sheep is which when I wash them on rotation. Um, so that's that. Love that. The second one, we had a snoo. I appreciate they are really high price points, so it's not for everyone. Some children also don't necessarily take to them, but we found it was fantastic. It, I genuinely think that gave me extra hours sleep. It like the rocks snow. the baby for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're incredible bits of kit, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're very expensive. You can probably buy them secondhand now, can't you? Because they've been around for a while. Yeah, I think you can. They're starting the rental scheme as well, which is probably actually even better because you only need them for such a short period of time. And they, ours looks still brand new. They keep really well. So we've yeah. just kept it in the cupboard and we're getting it out again. So they are brilliant. Um, we have a doona and now we've got a doona trike because I love oh, how brilliant they are. So the doona pushchair is essentially like a car seat that has wheels underneath, yes. which yeah. we bought when we were traveling quite a lot. And it was just brilliant. It does go in the overhead locker as well. So if you fly a lot and you see all the smug parents that get their, get their pushchairs straight off and go airside, they are brilliant. But also because they fold so small, so we have the trike now. We often take it into the pushchair if we go out and about because it just folds so small you can take it anywhere. We also have the um, Nanit baby monitor, which hooks up to our Alexa show, the like the Alexa screen. So often I can be in the kitchen cooking and I can still have eyes on, which I personally prefer that to still be able to see. And it can be kind of seen around the house, heard around the house. And I quite liked That's that. Really like, the other night, my, sis uh, my sister, my daughter vomited. In the, just was absolutely fine don't know why just in the middle of the night vomited but I was still kind of in the kitchen and I saw it ran up and got there in time and I sometimes think if I just had an audio monitor or 
didn't have one that was kind of quite so front and center would I have yeah. thought stuff like that yeah okay that's interesting I love that brilliant brilliant thank God, you Sarah, so, so much well yeah yeah I know I look at that we're no, through it no, I, love a, I love a gadget I think it's like for me it's like what what gadgets can I have for parenting <laughs> <laughs> brilliant and also thank you because I feel like sometimes you know the, all the conversations that we have on the podcast bring something really special but when we get into something that we all feel really passionate about and when we've got someone that comes on and is so honest around that subject it just you know this is how this is how we make changes I think in life so thank yeah, you for being exactly. so honest oh, thank you I, I do think it's the best thing that you can be with parenting and for people that are going into parenting and new parents is to just be as honest and as open yeah as possible because I think that's how that yeah that's how we grow and that's how people learn to be safe and saying do you know what I'm gonna like we're talking about making your decisions and being comfortable in it you hear someone else and think oh, she's okay maybe that's what yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. do just owning yeah. it absolutely and, and next it. time you're doing some cake baking mine's a red velvet Georgia likes some chocolate. We'll be I do like some chocolate. Yes, yeah, so actually, good. I have got bake. I've got baking lined up today, but I think I'm going to make a cherry pie. It's my my husband's oh. favorite because he doesn't feel very well. I thought we'll go for a cherry. Oh, pie. you legend! Oh, what a I legend! Putting this all to <laughs> shame. So I love much. it. I know. Thank I you, Sarah. Thank you. Great. Thanks for having me. We're going to go there for cake as well, which I'm buzzing about. Oh my God, that really did make me hungry. It's 12 o'clock and I still haven't eaten. <laughs> hey, listen, train tracks, you can't eat cake. I know, I know. Also, oh, you can't God. eat curry or even last night, James made a chilli and I was like, um, now I've got orange, like, you know, whatever they are, bands. I mean, it's not fun. But anyway, I'm, I absolutely love that conversation. But yes. I really wish that things would change so we don't have to have that conversation about gender imbalance and the judgment and all of that. It's crazy, isn't it, that we're still here? Like, we're still here and it's still happening. And, like, new as we go, like, new mothers are coming in and they're facing the same judgment. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's actually ridiculous. I remember, you know, starting off my parenting journey with Luna and feeling so such anger and resentment that Dozza went back to work after a couple of days. And I remember thinking, how is this fair? As in, I wanted to stay at home, but I didn't want to stay at home forever. And I didn't want to never work again. And I also was floundering around thinking, well, when is the acceptable time for me to go back to work? I mean, I remember Googling stuff being like, when should a mother go back to work? I remember mm. vividly putting that into my into my Google search bar. Yeah. How ridiculous is that? I mean, I think we said it in that conversation that if we all just got on and supported each other's choices when it came to parenting, life yeah, would be exactly. so much better for us. Absolutely. And obviously, like last last week, we had, you know, there was some news that in um, England, they're going to be changing like the childcare support and yeah. that, you know, the majority of people will get some childcare support from nine months, which is I read that and I thought, oh my God, that's amazing. But then one of our followers actually sent in and they were like, oh God, I feel really sad that it's nine months because now employers are going to think that a mum is going to be ready to come back or a dad is going to be ready to come back after nine months and they might not be. But because that, that stuff is in place, they're going to feel right. like they have to. And I was like... God, I oh, hadn't yeah. even thought of, thought that. of that. Like, I hadn't even crossed my mind. But mm. it's just this whole thing, isn't it? Like, we just have to support people's choices. Yeah, yeah, it's whatever you feel ready to do. Yeah, it's... And there is no right time. There really isn't. Like, some countries, they don't go back, you know, paid maternity is like two years. I would have lost my marbles had I been, like, yeah. at home for two years. I wouldn't have been able to do it. Some people love it. That's, you know, that's what, yeah. that's what they want to do. And I just think... We all have differences, like, and we're still friends. Do you know what I mean? So why, mm. when it comes to motherhood, do we feel like we all have to do the same thing? We really mm. don't. Mm. Um, yeah. Georgia for PM. <laughs> Could have been. <laughs> Let me Could get my banner. There. Hold on. That's as cross as I get, guys. You did seem cross there. I quite liked Ooh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Um, but listen, if you have got any thoughts or feelings around today's podcast, please, yeah. please, please drop us a DM. We'd love to have that discussion with you. And um, and I feel like, yeah, like George just said, when, when we kicked off, you know, earlier on, it's like, we're still here. We're still having to have these conversations. Yeah. But yeah, that is our reality. So let's have We need them. to keep going. Let's not, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and thank you so much to Sarah for coming on. What an absolute treat to chat yeah. to her. As always, we would love you to rate, review, subscribe and give the podcast a little follow if you have time. Yeah. And if you've got any feedback on this episode or guests you'd like to hear from, then our DMs are always open. We're on Instagram at Made by Mamas and we'll be back on Friday. 
Made by Mamas is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs> 